Welcome to the Josh Rogie Show. This is episode number three. Joining me is Mr. Peterson. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, I'm glad to glad to be with you. And I'm John, Mr. Peterson. I keep looking around for my dad. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I've always it's like you go through school and you, people always refer to oh, people as Mister or Mrs. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I can't get out of the yeah, habit. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you were raised properly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's just kind of give a brief summary of where you grew up. And... Okay, well, I live outside of Raymond, Washington, in a little unincorporated town called Old Willapaw. And actually, the house I'm sitting on in and the land I'm on is right across the street from where I grew up. Uh, my parents built the house just across the street. Um, in 1969, so I was, I was not quite 11, so I was 10 years old and I'm almost going to be 65. So I'm 64 and, you know, and a half. And, and I, so I've lived on the street, went away to school. I was, I taught for a while at, uh, Ocean Shores. I taught at Concrete where I met, you know, your dad, your dad right. was one of my students and, um, and played football for me. And we were there for seven years, but we've been here in in this house since June of 94. We moved home in August of 92, and uh, we were able to buy this house in June of 94. And so, you know, it's, it's 30 years, almost 29 years this year. And so uh, it's an old bunkhouse. This is an old uh, Willapa Harbor lumber company bunkhouse that they they had a a logging camp down over the hill over here and they actually pulled the main part of this house up um, with a cat uh, there was a skid road back here and they pulled it up and set it here and then three different families lived in it before we bought it and we went through it we just finished up uh, a three-year outside and inside redo and uh, boy and we did a lot of it ourselves and I am the world's worst carpenter <laughs> uh, but it's it's turned out pretty nice and we like it a lot so it's a you know we raised our kids here uh, you see a fence at the back back over there but fence wasn't always there and you know the the elementary school was right there so, and I had keys to the gym if it was rainy and I could get the kids in the gym to shoot baskets or whatever they wanted to do. And, um, you know, the playground was there. So it was, it's a pretty good street to grow up on. Right. So, and I taught for, I just retired two years ago. I taught for 37 years and I just quit coaching. Uh, I was, I did 40 years wow. in coaching. So. Uh, long story short, I'm going to try and retire. I don't know if I can do it. I've never done it before, but I, I'll feel my way, I guess. Right. So all those, all the years of teaching, like what, uh, what, what would you say you took out of those years? What was the, the biggest part for you? Well, I think the, the main thing for me was, you know, I used to tell the kids, I don't teach. You know, I taught, primarily I taught history and, and physical education, and I taught health, you know, at PE and health and then uh, history, and 
Um, I taught math for 20 years. I didn't really have any formal math training. But back in the day, they don't have this anymore. They used to have a class called general math. And I was pretty good at, at that. Right. At the ba four basic things. And I, you know, and I could try to get kids. I think the main thing we tried to do is we tried to teach them life. Yeah. You know, I always said, I hope you remember some of the history. I hope you remember yeah. to make exercise a part of your everyday thing. But most important, and I hope you remember some math because that's important. But yeah. I hope that when what you mostly learn is that you show up on time, you don't be late, and you're a good person and you treat yourself well and you treat others around you well and you respect. And because, you know, kids say, well, you know, hear kids say, well, I'm not respected. Well, do you respect the people around you? Right. So we, you know, I'm pretty old school. Yeah. And so we tried to do that. And it, it was, I'll tell you, Josh, I think the good Lord puts you where he wants you because, you know, I, I grew up here and you grew up in concrete and you work in the, in the logging industry and, you know, in the late, I graduated in 1977, I could have walked out the front door and went to work in the woods for a nice family wage job. And, but I wanted to go to school and I, I knew I wanted to, to be an educator and, uh, I knew I wanted to coach. So, um, it worked out yeah. for me. So, and like, you know. Like you're saying, the old school, you know, I was kind of taught by a lot of people that you know, or, yeah. you know, and uh, they've, you know, I'm thankful for those people because, and, and you know, like my parents, because yes. they, like you said, you, kids don't think they get the respect, but they also don't give it nowadays. It seems well, like a lot. Well, you know, and I think and, it's... You're lucky you had the parents you had. You know, I, I, you yeah. know, I said I taught your dad and, and, and coached your dad. And your dad was a – and his – you know, your grandpa Ed, oh, yeah. was our backdoor neighbor. You know, mm -hmm. he and your grandma lived right behind us. And, you know, he was the police chief in, yeah. in concrete when we were there. And he was he was just such a nice guy. I just loved him. And, you know, and he, he had – you know, he, he and his wife had their family and, you know, your dad and, and Pam and, and Bill and, you yeah. know, so, you know, I had all, I didn't have Pam in school, but I had Eddie and, and Bill and, and, uh, they were just, your grandpa's old fashioned yeah and sure he was a straight shooter and there was a certain way that they were going to conduct themselves and, and it was the right way in my yeah. opinion. And I was raised by two people like that, you know, they were very loving and very caring, but there was a standard that you were going to live up to. Yeah. So yep. I, and I think as a teacher, you were going back to what I got out of it. You know, over the years, I, I saw, a, you know, quite a few kids that didn't necessarily, necessarily have great home life. Right. And, you know, a little bit of structure and discipline. And I hope that I felt that they felt like I cared because I always told them, look, I may be on your but a little bit here, yeah. but don't ever think I don't care about you. Right. And you can always come talk to me. And, you know, over the years, Jamie and I have taken in a few kids over the years and let them stay with us and live with us and, you know, and paid for things and like a lot of educators do. And, 
but they just didn't have any place else to go. Yeah. And so we took them in. Right. Because that we felt like that was the right thing to do. And so we did that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know that's, you know, I seen that too. There's one kid who came in mind. Uh, I don't really want right, to right. say it, but anyways, we're, so we're a freshman, you know, and he had, he got in, he was into some drugs and yeah. stuff like that. And there was an incident with him and one of my friends and, you know, he was ended up getting in. I think he might have gotten assault. I'm not right. I'm not sure, but from then to you know when we were seniors, he was clean and getting good grades, and it's like you know. And those are the people you know they they inspire you, you know. Well, because I, I was like like you said, you know, I had great you had good you had got good, home good life. parents and yeah. good home life. You're lucky. Not everybody has that, do they? <laughs> no. Yeah. It'd be wonderful if, you know, uh, and, and, and you, you're a parent now yourself and you're having to raise kids and discipline kids and discipline. I think one of the things in, in, in edu- education is discipline has a bad name. You know, they think people generally, some people think that discipline is, well, you're being mean to the kids. Yeah. Well, no. Discipline is caring enough about the kids. I always said it was a prepositional thing. It's discipline isn't something I do to you. It's something I do for you. I care so much about you that I'm going to call you on something when I think you're doing it wrong. Hey, you need to straighten up and do this the right way. And so, because I had people do that for me. Yeah. And I was very fortunate to have that, you know, Josh. And I didn't like it at the time. No. But boy, I'm sure thankful now. And, you know, I've had kids tell me, hey, you were on my butt all the time. Yeah, I know. I just thought you hated me. No, I didn't hate you. I liked you. If I I didn't really, I used to tell the kids, look, if if I'm not getting on you a little bit, you should probably be worried. Right. Right? Because if you don't really care about someone, why would you say anything? Exactly. So um, we tried to do the right thing and let... And, you know, with our, with our students and with our players, you know, I really didn't give a damn if you were the best player, the in-between player, or the worst player. You were my player. Yeah. And I, I still told, you know, I coached my last team, and we ended in March at the state tournament, and I said, okay, just because I'm quitting doesn't mean you're not mine. Yeah. If you need something, Jamie and I are here. Yeah. And – we will be here for you as long as you need us. And I tell you, Josh, I, I went to a party last, a college graduation of a very dear friend of mine. His daughter graduated and his dad was there. His dad's 84 years old and he was my high school football coach. Wow. And I can't even tell you what he means to me. Right. I just love him. Yeah. And he, he cares about me. I'll tell you the kind of guy he is. My mother died 25 years ago. Okay, I'm I'm 39 years old, and she got sick, and in four months, cancer killed her. And I have a huge family here. Okay, and so we were surrounded by a lot of people, but he was one of the first people away from my family. He came. He was still teaching it at. I was teaching with him at Valley High School, right. and my mom died, 
And he came in the middle of the day and sat with me. Wow. And, you know, and yeah. so that's the kind of guy that he was. Right. Um, and I, you know, I just want the kids, I wanted the kids to know that I cared. Right. I might be on your butt a little bit and you yeah. can think bad things about me if you want, but don't ever think I don't care about you. Yeah. You know, cause some kids never have, we tried to make our, our, I tried to make my classroom and my teams like family. Okay. Yeah. And I wanted them to know that they were safe there. I would be there for them. Yeah. And so it wasn't always perfect. I screwed it up some of the times and they did some of the times, but hi mom. And, um, but it, it, it was, it was a hell of a career for me. I loved it. Yeah. I loved everything about it. And I still sub. Yeah. I substitute, which is different, but fun. Yeah. So, but it, it it's, it's pretty good. No. And I, yeah, I'm sure those kids appreciate it. Well, I hope so. You know, no, I'm sure not all of them do, but I hope most of them do. Yeah. Yeah. You got any, is there any moments that you think about off the top of your head that just kind of. Well, you know, I, uh, we, I said, we, we took in a, yeah. a, a couple kids. We had a, a young lady that showed up at our house. She was, Jamie was a softball coach at Concrete. Oh, okay. And this young lady played for her and she showed up in the middle of the night in December in this, it was a blizzard, wasn't it, Jamie? And she's crying. And I mean, well, it was 92, so. Uh-huh. 91. 91. So our kids were little, right. like your little kids, probably five and three. Yeah. Right? And what happened? Well, I got, my mom kicked me out of my house. I don't know where to go. I said, what am I going to do? I said, well, you're going to come in here and go to bed. Yeah. And go to bed with our daughter. And we'll figure it out in the morning. Well, in the morning, we got that went down to her place and got her stuff and long story short, you know, it was a little volatile when we got there, but we yeah. got everything figured out and she lived with us through her till she graduated and she lives, you know, she's married now has a gosh, her son must be 13, 14 years old now. Pretty old. Wow. But she was a success story. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've had, I just, I, I think about the the kids, you know, that we had. Um, we were so fortunate when we lived in the Skagit because that was such a, well, it was a heyday, I always say. You know, when <laughs> concrete was, they were rolling, right? Right. They won the state title in 84 in football, and they were sixth in the state in basketball, and they were second in the state in baseball, the year before I got there. And then the next year we went, you know, whole coaches all leave and coach Rude comes in and I came in and we won the state football title again. And, you know, we had a good baseball team and our basketball teams were good. And the girls basketball teams were good. The Jamie coached volleyball. And then, you know, she coached softball for honey. Was it six years? I think seven or eight. 
set me seven or eight. I don't know. But she went to state almost every year. Kathleen Hearn, you know Kathleen, oh, yeah. the late and great Kathleen Hearn, who yeah. we just adored. Mm-hmm. And she and Jamie coached those girls. And, you know, it was just, it was this, what well, was like here? Right. It was this little, intimate, close-knit yeah. community. And, you know, I going with your family, um, you know, your, your grandpa was the police chief. Well, he was big into getting toys, the Toys for Tots, was it, Jamie? For underprivileged kids, anyway. Right. And we, you know, our our boy was, our, my boy is very tender-hearted and was as a little guy, too. And he would save up his toys because don't throw those toys away because I'm giving them to Ed Rogie. He didn't call him Mr. Rogie or Ed or Rogie. He called him Ed, Ed Rogie. Was Ed Rogie. Hi, Ed Rogie, he'd say. <laughs> so every year, you know, he'd take a bag of, toys over to your grandpa and uh you know he was so wonderful with him uh with josh and and uh but the other thing talking about your dad you know eddie was a tough guy (laughs) all them kids were tough yeah Yeah, Eddie was tough as hell yeah and uh so he's he's like a he might have been a sophomore he may be a freshman but i think he was a sophomore he kept limping around and i was calling him hitch you got a hitch in your (laughs) giveaway You probably know this story. I've heard it. And so I'm taping him and I said, you know, what the hell's wrong with you? My leg hurts, Pete. I said, oh. I said, you want to sit out, buddy? I said, I think we should, you know, because I'm I'm not a doctor, but I know a broken foot when I see it. And I think he's got a broken uh, fibula on the bottom of his foot because I'm pushing. Every time I touch this one spot, he's coming off. So we get grandpa in there. And I said, Ed, I think he's got a broken foot. Ah, you don't know that. You're not a doctor. I said, you know, I'm not a doctor. And he said, you want to play? And he says, yeah, dad, I do. He said, I'll take the doctor after. So your dad gains like 150 yards and he makes 15 tackles. I mean, he's everywhere. And we right. win this JV game and he's the star. And he comes, comes to school the next morning and he's got a cast on his leg. His leg oh, was man. broke. Yeah. So, you know, toughness, uh, I just, I love that little community. It was old fashioned and it was a lot like here and the families were real close. And, you know, Jamie's from there. So when we moved there, we were very accepted because of who Jamie was. And, you know, she had done, been a very, very good uh, student and athlete at, at the school. And so that was a wonderful seven years for us. And we still, well, we went to good old days last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll go get an issue. Oh yeah. You know, we don't we don't want to lose track of those people. Yeah. And uh, especially as we age. Yeah. So uh, that was a wonderful place, and then you know, and here it was just, uh, you know, my dad's one of ten kids, and I have a bunch of aunts and cousins, and my mother had a big family, you know, and so, and then you know, I grew up here. Right. And so, and I played here. So, uh, for me to get to come home here, you know, and I was, I was at Valley as a teacher for 29 years and I coached for 31. And, um, so, you know, they say you can't come home. Well, I think you can. Right. So it was, it's been pretty good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I, 
really didn't know you right very much but i you know my family did like you said and people i know yeah and you're always a well-respected person in my eyes well I, I appreciate that yeah so yeah and i and and you know and the respect goes both ways you know i again i knew grandpa and grandma and yeah and your dad and and uh you know so many of those kids from concrete i think about it now there was about, and i say so many but there was probably half dozen maybe might have been 10 that were cops yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were police officers. Yeah. And I got to think, you know, a guy like your grandpa mm-hmm. and a guy named Bud Clark, who was there before we were there, you know, he passed away. Right. Chad's dad. Right. And uh, so I, I don't know. It was, uh, it, that was a good place. And those, you know, I, Again, I saw, you know, I was down at Coach Rouge yesterday. I was telling you, he's yeah. at Iwaco now. And so Jamie and I went down to watch my cousin's kids play basketball. We went over to Ron's house and, you know, and I met Ron in August of 85, you know, and we coached together for seven years and, you know, and we won a state title and went to the playoffs several times and, and, uh, you know, we stayed in touch throughout the years, yeah. you know, and Mike Schwagger. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. you know, he's down at Cedar Woolley now, and he's a, you know, he was a great friend and yeah. taught with him and coached with him. And, you know, a lot of the teachers that I taught with held their debt. They yeah. really are. You know, Mr. Blunt and yeah. Mr. Wilson and Mr. Thompson. Mr. Thompson just yeah. passed. Bill Thompson, yeah. God bless him. Uh, just passed away. What a nice man he was. Terry Lane, who was, you know, but I, you know, we go home and we see Ranchler. Yeah. He's, he's still hanging out. He's doing well. And, you know, Ranchler's uh, daughter, Carrie, played, was my point guard. Oh, When okay. I was a girls coach at Concrete. And Tina and Carrie played for Jamie in softball. They oh, were yeah. really good players. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that was a great little place. Yeah. We we loved it there. Yeah, it was. And then for for us to come home and be able to, you know, be at a place that we like so much and yeah. be able to do the job that you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, I had we had some really good teams, you know, like from the late 90s, well, all the way through, but for about we had a 10-year period, Josh, where we won over 200 games. Right. And you know, we went to state 8 out of 9 years. Yeah. And which is pretty damn good. Yeah. And, you know, we played in six district championship games in a row. Wow. You know, so we had a run of kids. That, I mean, it, you know, they'd say, well, I'm not bragging on myself. I just had great kids, <laughs> you know, and uh, it was it was special to me to to get to do that. And, right. you know, I coached my kid and, you know, Josh played football and and basketball for me and, and I helped with track and, you know, and he and Jessica both were pretty good at track and, um, you know, she was a really good volleyball player. She didn't give a darn about basketball and he really didn't either. It was just something to do in between, yeah. you know, this fall and this and the uh, spring. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty good life for us. And, we got to 
as a teacher, one of the nice things is is you don't miss a hell of a lot of things. You know? Right. Yeah. You're you're around your kids. Yeah. And you know that, and they would tell you the bad part is is they couldn't get away with anything. Right. Everybody knew. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know and that's okay too. But uh, it was a good trade off. Yeah. And it was a, it was a good life for us. So, and they both went out and done. You know, Josh went in the Marines and was in the Marines for eight years and. Uh, you know, he, he lives up in, up in Yelm now and he's married and he and his wife have a house. And so they're, you know, they're trying to get their family started oh, and, yeah. and Jessica's been married, gosh, she has been married 10 years, 12 years, 11. 11 years. And they have, we have two little grandbabies that we absolutely think walk on water. Oh yeah. You know? The be- the beauty of being a papa as a, <laughs> as opposed to uh, being a dad. Yeah, you just spoil the hell out of them and give, if they act naughty, give them back to their mother and leave. <laughs> yep. So yep. you know that's that that this grandpa stuff's okay, Josh. Yeah. So yeah, no way. Earlier today, cause my wife works, so I was at home, and my youngest, uh, he's two year old. As soon as he gets on the phone, because we always FaceTime with my parents. First, as soon as he sees my, either one of my parents, he's like, Papa, yeah. where's Papa? Yeah, we got that going on with our little granddaughter. She takes the phone to her mom and says, call Papa. That's and then awesome. she won't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> Just, hi, Papa. Yeah. But it's, yeah, this grandpa stuff. You know, my dad told me when he, we had Josh, and, you know, that was her first grandchild. And he said, if I'd known this was being grandpa was so good, I'd had him first. You're paying the neck. And he said, this little guy's okay. That's so, funny. Yeah. So, but it, it was a good place. And, you know, I, the, the other part about moving here too, Josh, is I was really close with my parents. Yeah. And I wanted to be around them. And, um, you know, my mother, we were here six years and my mother got sick real suddenly and cancer took her. Yeah. And she died young, 67, you know, and, and, uh, but my dad lived another 20 years. And so I was able to spend a lot of time with him and, right. you know, he's been gone now for, gosh, let's see, he died in 18, didn't he? Yeah. Five years, five years. But, you know, we were, you know, he's my dad and I liked him, you know, we're, I loved the hell out yeah. of him because he's my dad, yeah. but we're really good friends too. So that was cool for yeah, us. That's awesome. You know, I like to do stuff with him. Yeah. So that was, you know, and he'd come, <laughs> uh, you knew, you know, he's no basketball official. He's really knowledgeable. And I mean, hell, we were winning 20 games a year, a lot. Yeah. I come home, he's sitting, you know, we used to have a kitchen table here, kind of where you're sitting before we redid this place and he'd be sitting there, you know, and he'd have a drink or something and he'd sit down here. I'm going to tell you a couple of things. <laughs> yeah. You just, just watch the dang game and, and yeah. you know, keep it to yourself. Yeah. But no, he was very supportive of what we, he and the mom both were of, of what we tried to do. And so, and James mom, when we moved from concrete, James mom moved down here too and lived for 20 years with us. Right. Almost 20 years. Five so, miles from us. Yeah. About five miles soon. We, they had both their grandmas and, and, and their grandpa. And so that was cool. And all, all kinds of aunties, you know, I got a bunch of cousins and 
you know, so that was, that was a good deal for us. That's awesome. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know what else I can tell you, but you know, I, I think the, the one thing, you know, you're talking about small town life, it ain't for everybody. Okay. No. If you want to go to, you know, we're like, well, and we learned early, you know, cause we've been married Oh, well, 38 years in, in July, and yeah. we've been together 40 years. Well, we live in the Upper Skagit. It's 45 minutes to town, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. to do anything, and they say, well, there's nothing, there's all kinds of stuff to do. Yep. If you just can figure it out. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if you want to go to the theater or you want to go, you know, if you're into, you know, urban stuff, then. This is not a very good place no. because you're in the middle of the damn yeah. woods. I mean, the, where we're sitting right now, what Warehouser doesn't own it anymore, all of it. Yay on some of it. But when I was a kid, it was in the middle of a 750,000 acre tree farm right. that they managed. And I mean, if everybody, you know, I always said to my, to my teams, you better play hard. Because your dads and your grandpas and your uncles and your moms and all, they're timber workers or mill workers or they're farmers. Right. And they don't want to see a bunch of prima donnas no. strutting around. No. They want to see kids that work. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we tried to get them to play really hard and teach the blue collar values, I call them. Right. You know, show up on time and, you know. And have everything you need for a good day's work and then work your tail off. And when you leave the gym or the field or the classroom or whatever, right. you know, because I didn't, I was a guy that I used to get some heat for this when I was young, but I never gave homework. Right. Because here's the deal. If you ever become a teacher, there's three sections in your class. You've got, you know, the brainiacs who are going to, I don't care how much homework you give them, they're going to do it. Right. Then you have the kids that do some of it Me. in group two, right? <laughs> and then you have group three. It doesn't matter whether you give none or some, yeah. they ain't going to do it. Right. So why, why beat yourself up? Right. I mean, if you, I had really good teachers and I had one guy in particular that taught me, you can give a lot of work, but you can get it done during the class. And you could sell that to kids. You, you know, because I used to say, okay, raise your hand if you want homework this year. Well, of course, no one raises right. their hand. Good, because we're not having any. And it was just like, okay. Yeah. You know, because I, you know, I was telling you earlier, I taught general math. They don't even have that class anymore. I think they call it business math or whatever, you right. know, math, today's math or whatever. Well, when I was at Concrete, the principal there said, we've got, like 15 kids that are way below average. Right. Would you be willing to teach them general math? And I said, absolutely. But you got to give me some, you got to give me some rope here. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I said, I'm going to make sure what they know, you know, and I was given some tests, but then I, you know, I found out that part of it was they didn't want, they could do math. But yeah. they didn't want to do homework. Right. So I say, okay, we're going to have, you know, 15 or 20 questions. When you're done, you're done. Yeah. And they would 
they were pretty good. They were getting better. I remember I made a deal with, you know, Mr. Real. Remember Dick Real? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just yeah, passed away, too. Mrs. Lane. Great guy. He was my neighbor, too. Mrs. Lane, she taught me in yeah, second grade. Yeah, so, you know, uh, uh, Dick Real, and, and he was a shop guy. And I said, okay, Coach, if we get four days of all 15 of these kids getting their stuff in, can we come to the shop? Right. And they, he said, yeah. Well, only once in that whole year did we not get to go to the shop on Friday. And, you know, you talk to him about proportions and volume. Well, I don't want to do it. You know, why do we have to do volume? I said, hey, Einstein, are you ever going to uh, lay cement? <laughs> well, yeah, I know how to lay cement. How do you do it? Well, it's length times width times four and a half inches. I said, you just did volume. Hey, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Right. Or, uh, you know. Why do we have to do proportions? Well, or fractions. You know, do you know how to read a? Do you know how to read a tape? <laughs> What's a sixty? You know, because some of the kids, when I first got them, you know, we we would do thirds and fourths, and they'd say, "Well, the fourth is bigger." Why? Well, four is bigger than three. Well, no. If you took a pound of hamburger, yeah, and you had you'd make four, and and they didn't hadn't really thought about that, right? And I made him learn. This goes back to my elementary thing, but I made him learn their times tables through the 12s. Why do we have to do 12s? They only made us do 10 in grade school. I said, are you going to be a carpenter? Yeah. I said, how many inches in a foot? Well, 12. I said, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you better, you know, I was trying to teach. I had no formal training, but I had pretty good practical right. training. Yeah. And so I tried to get them to see that and they were great, yeah. you know? And, uh, we, when we did estimates, I remember we went to Albert Servio. Okay. And I said, okay, I gave him monopoly money. I said, so you got a hundred bucks, right? And you, you can't, you know, you can't have a calculator with you, Yeah. you know, and you've got to get, and I had a list of stuff they had to get and see how close you can get and how many, you know, and it worked out pretty good. That's cool. Yeah. So, you know, I tried to do stuff that wasn't work, work. Right. Right. Sometimes you had to do that, yeah. but you know, it was probably, that made more sense to them. Yeah. And it was more, I don't know. Real world. Yeah. You know, exactly. so I, we tried to do that. So no, that's pretty cool. But, yeah. uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, uh, well, I, I mean, I, so I had, I had Mrs. Real as my kindergarten teacher. Yes. And then I had Mrs. Lane as my second grade teacher. Okay. Mrs. Thompson was your kindergarten teacher, right? No. Mrs. Real? Yeah. Did, did she teach school? I don't know. Oh, cause I thought that. Oh. She reti she retired. I think I was, I think it was before I was out of kindergarten. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, because Mrs. Uh, Don Thompson was the kindergarten teacher when I was there. Oh, okay. Yeah, and God bless her. That woman was patient. Kindergarten, grade school, and junior high teachers deserve combat pay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. I agree. Yeah, I walked into. Mrs. Lane's class and you know you read 
for who's absent right. and who's not. And she reads my name. And I'm like here, and then a little while goes by, and I second grade. I still remember this. She comes over to me. She's like, "Which one of the rogie boys is your dad?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like. Eddie, she's like, oh, okay, thank goodness, because <laughs> I guess my Uncle Bill would terrorize Bill was fun. Pretty he was good. an adventure. Yeah, he was okay. He was always good for me. I loved him, but yeah. he's, huh? he's still fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah he, he was a, he was an interesting cat. So, yeah. um, no, it was, it was, it was good. And uh, so we had a lot of fun there. And then here, you know, we had taught my kids and a lot of my cousins and and uh so it was it was it was good yeah yeah and you know like the um i know because i think concrete they're down into one b yeah so so are we you know we were always a two b school but we've been one b for a few years yeah and uh well you're in the logging industry you know my dad used to log and he said you know back in the day 50s and 60s, you know, you had four choker setters and you had, I don't know how many guys on the landing. You had a chaser and a operator and you had a guy who was loader and then a second loader and a guy who branded logs and all this stuff. And, and now you guys are using machines to Mm -hmm. cut a tree, grapple it and stack it behind you and away you go. Right. And so, you know, we had our own, Warehouser had their own uh, crew of timber fallers. They went away you know, right. 20, 25 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my grandpa was a timber faller. And okay. uh, my grandpa Peterson was a timber faller for years. And he worked the rigging too for a long time before he went to cutting. But, um, you know, there's still guys that do that and they're yeah. really good at it. Yeah. But it's, well, first of all, the trees obviously aren't as big. As they yeah. were when I was a kid. Right. You know, because there was still old growth when I was growing up. Yeah. And you don't see that very much anymore of at all. No. So, but yeah, it's, I mean, change is usually good. It's not always good, but change is good. Yeah. Mostly. I agree. And you have to adjust. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, when I, when I had my first kid, you know, he, uh, so I was living in Mount Vernon at the time, and it was kind of a big move for my my wife. Cause right. So we had him, in April of 2018. So we had we moved into our house in Chehalis in July of 2018. So there was probably four or five months where I was driving and I'd be gone all week mm-hmm. and then I'd go home on the weekends. And so I, you know, I miss quite a bit of time with my oldest right. during those few months and stuff. And then when we moved, moved down to Chehalis, you know, there was a period there where the adjustment to being a yeah. parent was. Yeah. And then when, you know, when he was about two or three, you know, it was, it was still because now he understands that you're gone. Yes. And you're getting home. And then I think it was about the two or three. I was like, you know, I need to. 
my day is done when I leave the job or where, whatever, right. you know. And I don't bring that home because, you know, like you come through the door and that he's well, dead, they, they dead. Don't, they, want you, they want you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I say that child rearing uh, is very hard. It's the hardest job in the world and there's no instructions. Yeah. You guys didn't come with instructions and you're trying to figure out what and figure out what's what to do. And mm-hmm. so, but most of the time you figure it out. Oh yeah. You don't do everything right. You're going to screw it up now and then and you got to give yourself some grace for that. But it mostly, if you just try to do the right thing and, and love them up and, you know, and so it's, but I, I tell you this, like I was telling you earlier, this grandpa stuff's okay. It's pretty fun. <laughs> they're, they're a little bit far away, but yeah, but you know, I don't know what else you want, but that's, you know, that's kind of what I got. No, that works for me. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's, it's good to see you. And I never see your dad, but when you see him, you tell him hello for me. I will. Okay. All right, I always thought the world of him. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks.